They say where there's life, there's hope. But what if you could find hope in death? Or perhaps the undead? This is a story about burning out, breaking down, giving up, and accepting help from the most unlikely of places. Hell, and the internet. And also that weird guy Gary who works in the morgue. This is the third installment of a little mini-series within our Yours Truly series. Each episode details the correspondence between a modern seeker and a long-deceased voice from the past. In this episode, we once more find ourselves a fly nestled within the decaying flesh wall of hell, spying on the classified archives of the entrepreneurial demonic endeavor known as Healing Answers and Necromancy Delivered, or HAND if you're pressed for time. So turn off your phone, pour yourself a stiff drink, and lock yourself deep inside your favorite place to cry as we present the Archives of Hand, or what they have entitled, The Plague Doctor Debacle. about your exclusive program, uh, Hands Across the Ages, essential advice for unprecedented events? In order to be eligible for exclusive program, you must be medical professional. Oh, I'm a doctor. Okay, calm down. And how did you become doctor? Did you A, inherit the title of doctor from parent? B, marry a doctor and take his name? Or C, you are a witch? Um, I went to medical school. Oh, okay. Very fancy doctor. I will allow it. And how did you hear about exclusive program? I got a referral card from Gary Whitman. He is a technician in our morgue. I don't know him well, but I do go down there to cry on occasion, and he thought your service might help. And so it will. Say no more. Gary is a friend. Exclusive program is here to connect modern medical professionals with experienced frontline worker and doctor who have first-hand knowledge of large-scale infectious diseases. Great. Using necromancy. What? Necromancy 
is the use of black magic to communicate with the dead. I and know what necromancy is. Of course you do. You are a real doctor. My apologies. Our exclusive program will connect you with deceased medical professional from depths of hell who treated patients at the heart of previous pandemic. And how do you do that? We use a proprietary method that I cannot legally disclose. But I can tell you, it is supported by a dedicated team of satanic witches who unite within blood sigil to chant arcane spells Monday through Wednesday from midnight to 3 a.m. No breaks! Thus, allowing our clients a sustained satanic cellular phone signal of up to six minutes with an awakened undead medical expert. In hell! Okay, that works for me. Listen, here's the thing. I've been awake for three days. I haven't seen my family in a year and a half. I'm probably legally insane at this point. So let's do this. <laughs> Excellent! Our undead souls are standing by waiting to assist you. Please allow a brief hold while your guru is awakened from unholy slumber. Sounds great. Rock solid. while the next undead wraith from the underworld becomes available. Due to high call volumes, you may experience higher than average wait times. So, if you're considering lodging a formal complaint, maybe pause a moment and think about who you are dealing with. Do not anger the forces of hell. We will not hesitate to come to your house in the dead of night and lightly pinch your skin, just a tiny tug, after which we'll take that skin and... Buongiorno! Uh, hello. This is Dr. Stevens. Dr. Steven. This Giovanni De Palvia. I am a medical doctor and a plague expert. So, Dr. Steven, tell me, where do you practice? Uh, actually, Stevens is my last name. My first name is Rachel. Oh, Maria. It is worse than I thought. So many men have died that women are becoming the medical. Pasta, bajol, oh, ah. Okay, I will speak real slow. How can Giovanni help? So, you are dead. Si, signora. Yes, I am dead. And I am in a hell. And you practiced medicine during a major disease outbreak. Very much so. A bigger one. Perhaps you have heard of a little thing called the bubonica plague, huh? Black death, the old wheezy wheezy who's a dead guy. I am a plague doctor. Oh, cool. 
Well, that's a little more historical than I had in mind. I was hoping I'd get someone from the Spanish flu, 1918. But okay, sure. I guess the bubonic plague was like the patient zero for like plagues. See, si, Bella, doctors in 1918 are so hot right now. You have to be on a waiting list. You gotta know somebody, not just Gary, you know? But the plague of doctors can't help. We're living during time of a pandemic. Pick up my brains. Many helpful things. Please, don't send me back just yet. Bella, we have many minutes left. Sure. Okay. Uh, then how about you tell me a little bit about the course of treatment you used? I'm guessing you were active in the 1600s in Italy, probably around Padua, during the second wave of the bubonic plague. Oh... For a woman, you really know your medical history. Now, let a real doctor tell you all about how we cured the plague. First of all, I hope you live near a swamp, because you are gonna need a lot of leeches. Do you live near a swamp? Kind of. I live in Cleveland. Perfecto. You're gonna put the leeches under the body, get all of the blood out of the heart. As you know, there is a little man leaving the heart. He makes the blood. Or more modern theory, heart pump of blood, because of a little gnome leaving the heart. So little man or little gnome, we don't know. Anyway, once we get out the better blood, little man, little gnome, make it all afresh. Boom! Here, no more plague. I have heard. Personally, I try and it does not go so well. But what can you say? Sometimes you have to harm to help, okay? You know, that's really interesting. That actually substantiates a theory that we could use a spectra optia aphoresis system to purify the blood and remove toxins. I gotta write this down. Oh, and also, I am definitely hallucinating right now. Very cool. What else you got? Um, okay. How about I tell you how we help general population believe in the threat of a pandemic and make them follow protocol, huh? Huh? One hundred percent. I would love to know how you did that. Yes. I'm going to put you on speaker now so I can close my eyes and really concentrate. Okay, get it ready. Let me ask you this. Where are you burning your bodies? Because if you are not doing it in a town square, this is a missing opportunity. You want to get a little cut, go house to house, make a big pile of bodies. Most of them will be dead. And the ones that are not dead will only add to the ambiance. We are out of morgue space, so that would indeed create an efficiency. See, now you're thinking like a real plague doctor. We are on fire, like a big pile of bodies. What else do you need? Okay. Here's one. Did you find that different demographics of people were more or less susceptible to being infected? Of course, yes. Witches, sinners, unclean souls, the French. Right. So, financially independent women. Yes, witches. Good, good. Poor people. Yes, sinners and unclean souls. You got it. And the French. And the goddamn French. Right on. I do not understand that. But I don't feel like I understand a lot of things right now. So, let me ask you this. How did you save your patients from dying? What? Why? People don't die. You don't get money. You gotta roll it into town. Get a lot of patients. Oh no, I tried to cure them, but they die. How sad. God has forsaken us. You burned the bodies. You collected your fee. Then on to the next town. You cannot hang around too long. You gotta spread your medical practice around. 
I learned the hard way that the longer you stay, the more they're going to realize you're not a real doctor. Yes. What is a real doctor? What does it even mean anymore? Are you really a doctor if you can't do anything to help anyone anymore? And if no one believes in science or reason or your real-life experience, and you just go to work to watch people die, and when you go to sleep at night, you see all their faces, and you check your Facebook as a distraction, and all you see are posts from your aunt about how the vaccine puts a microchip in you, and the spoons, they stick on you. Yes! Wait, what? Dr. Steven, are you okay? No, I am absolutely not okay. One last question. How do I make all of this stop? Will our plague doctor have the antidote to our hero's heartbreak? Or will the cure be worse than the disease? Welcome back, and thanks for waiting. Dr. Giovanni is ready to see you now. Back to the archives of hand, the Plague Doctor debacle. Forgive me, Bella. Say again? I asked, how do I make all of this stop? All right, okay. Giovanni gonna help you. I'ma tell you all of my secrets. Now, when I was a little boy, I did not want to be a plague doctor. I wanted to be a famous prostitute, like a Donatello. But you gotta take the card that life will deal you. I was born in a ditch, no education. I work in the streets, little this, little that. But then a plague come along, and nobody wanted anything to do with the plague. So Giovanni see an opportunity. First, okay, I take all the medical book. I pour over them page by page. Pour over them night after night, candle after candle. And then, hear, hear me, Giovanni, you cannot read. So I burn them. Giovanni don't need books to be a doctor. Everything Giovanni need is right here. You cannot see, but I point it to a little gnome. So, then I get a little briefcase, a long black cloak, and a scary mask like a big weird crow. I don't know what a mask could do, but if I want people to take me seriously, I gotta wear a mask. I travel to a little town, very infected with the plague. I just follow the smell and all of the smoke from the burning bodies. That is when I get in touch with the people. Now, you don't touch it with a hand. They could be French. Lucky for me, I find a richer familia. They say, oh, Dr. Giovanni, my daughter, she is sick. My nonna, she a cough, blah, 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 blah. And I say, oh, but I am doctor to the people. I must spread my healing touch, not the actual touch, to all of God's children. And they say, here's a bunch of money. So I say, okay, okay, I give you a special cure. It's going to be a little pricey. And they say, okay, here's more money. We love you, Giovanni. You're the best doctor. That was the best day in Giovanni's life. But then I panic. I do like you. I get all sad. And I say, what can I do? Oh, no, people die. Giovanni, get out of help. And here is where I'm really going to help you. 
I suddenly realize I know I have to worry about curing patients. I can do whatever I want because there is no cure. I mean, sure, if little baby Jesus come down and give a vial of blood and that blood makes a special potion to inject in blood using nanotechnology to replicate white blood cell, then okay, maybe there is a cure. But that is a fantasy. So I do all kind of crazy things you would not believe, Stevens. Covering people in mercury and baking in oven, putting a frog into a center of stomach to find a little elves or spirits and rip them out. And sometimes, and I don't know why this will work, the other ones I get, but this one make no sense. I give them a bunch of moldy bread, like a really moldy, and they eat the moldy bread, and they get a little better, but then they still die. Let me tell you, I make so much money, and I love what I do, I love it. Because being a plague doctor is a special calling. And the calling sounded like a this. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It doesn't matter. What's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could have happened is that you get a plague. Right, that would be bad. How did you live through it all? <laughs> oh, I died. It was a heart attack. Just kidding. It wasn't a plague. Oh, but wait. I should have let it with this. There is a one thing that will 100% absolutely cure a plague. No joke this time. This is a real true fact. So what do you do is... <laughs> and that's it. So simple, right? Oh, wait, you're, you're breaking up a little. Can you repeat that? I said, all you need to do is... Giovanni, hello? Hello? Good evening, Dr. Stevens. I hope your visit with Dr. Giovanni Di Palvia was illuminating. Hold on. I, can you get him back? Just for a second. Very sorry. Your time is up. I could get in big trouble with Necromancer Union. And the Necromancer Union is the one thing I truly fear. Aside from failure. And spiders. But... Dr. Stevens, before I let you go, let me give little piece of advice. I can tell you are very worn down by life, losing all hope in the face of so much death. Please, remember this. The ones who die never truly leave. They are always... Always here for you. Always. Yes. Right. In my little gnome. Uh, in my heart. No! Here! In You can reach out to them anytime using our proprietary necromancy technology. Let me tell you all about our monthly subscription package.
And that was The Archives of Hand, The Plague Doctor Debacle. We hope you found it soothing. The cast featured in this episode include Michael Pate as Hand Agent Kyle Davison, Mary Murphy as the real, actual professional medical doctor, Rachel Stevens, Alan LaForest as Dr. You can't see it, but I'm using air quotes, Giovanni De Palvia. And the hand, hold voice of hell, was contributed by yours truly, Ali Silva. The Archives of Hand, The Plague Doctor Debacle was written by Liz Lizer, Chris Wolsey, and Casey LaForest. And directed by Ali Silva with Liz Lizer and Casey LaForest. Music for the Archives of Hand miniseries was composed by Ari Kessler. Fireside Mystery Theater is produced by Gustavo Rodriguez and me, Ali Silva, for Fireside Mystery Productions. The intro music for this episode was composed by Nico Slater. Liz Lizer is our operations guru. Casey LaForest is our social media maven. Faith Johnson is our production coordinator. And Jason Graves composed our FMT theme music. I manage our audio production, post-production, and sound design. Hey, would you like to listen to our episodes without the ads and help support us at the same time? Become an FMT Patreon patron for five bucks or more per month and you got it. We have all kinds of rewards at different levels, plus a peek into the mind and collections of our very own head writer, Sylvan Sandovar, with his weekly missive exclusive for our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash fireside mystery theater or follow the links from our website to check it out. And to our current fabulous patrons, we could write a million love letters to you, and it wouldn't be enough to express our immense adoration and gratitude. Thanks for keeping us going. If you like what we do, rate us and review us. I guess even if you don't like what we do, you, you can let us know. I mean, sure, we are super hungry for positive feedback, but we are open to the constructive criticism, too. Always learning and growing, baby. From all of us at Fireside Mystery Theater, we wish all of you a happy and healthy new year. And just remember, when all hope seems lost and the darkness is closing in around you, and there is no end in sight and the pain just keeps going even when you think it's about to end, I mean, surely things should be better by now, right? Right? Uh, what I mean to say is that when life seems unbearable, you should take a pause and listen to the little voice of your little gnome. What's that little gnome? You want me to drink more water and less vodka? Take a break from screens? And what's that? Of course. You want me to always mind the shadows. <laughs>